You're listening to Give Me the Bible with Len. Today's program is entitled Chains. Hello my radio friends. I'm so pleased you've joined me today to hear more from God's Word, the Bible. Today I want to share with you two exciting, wonderful stories from the New Testament involving chains. The first is from the book of Acts, chapter 12, and it involves the Apostle Peter. Peter was involved in spreading the good news of salvation, the gospel message, especially to the Jews living in and around Jerusalem. Although Christianity was not popular with certain sectors of the population, it was growing at a rapid pace. King Herod had been appointed by Rome as the ruler of what we would call Israel and Palestine. He thought he might improve his popularity amongst the Jews by mistreating the Christians. The Bible writer Luke writes in Acts 12 verses 1 to 5 this, It was about this time that King Herod arrested some who belonged to the church, intending to persecute them. He had James, the brother of John, put to death with the sword. When he saw that this pleased the Jews, he proceeded to seize Peter also. This happened during the Feast of Unleavened Bread. After arresting him, he put him in prison, handing him over to be guarded by four squads of four soldiers each. Herod intended to bring him out for public trial after the Passover. So Peter was kept in prison, but the church was earnestly praying to God for him. And then the story continues in verses 6 and 7. The night before Herod was to bring him to trial, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains, and sentries stood guard at the the entrance. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared and a light shone in the cell. He, that's the angel, struck Peter on the side and woke him up. Quick, get up, he said, and the chains fell off Peter's wrists. Following this, Peter was led out of the prison onto the street, where he made his way to the house of Mary, the mother of John Mark. There the believers were praying for him. Uh, Why don't you read the rest of the story for yourself? It's found in Acts chapter 12. There are many things to comment about from this short story. Things like answers to prayer, about persecution of God's people, about miraculous deliverance, and so on. But I just wish to focus in on the fact that Peter, securely imprisoned between two Roman guards, escaped prison through supernatural means. The angel came and the chains fell off Peter's wrists. The guards never realised what was happening. They were 
asleep. The main point of this story is that God caused the chains to fall off. God was able to and did break Peter's chains of imprisonment. But we'll talk more about that later. And there's another story about what happened to the Apostle Paul at Philippi. This occurred when Paul and his helpers, including Silas, had gone to Philippi to preach about Jesus the Messiah. The account is found in the book of Acts, chapter 16. Paul and Silas kept the seventh-day Sabbath as God had instructed. But as there was no church or synagogue in Philippi, since it was a Roman garrison city, instead of attending the synagogue, they went down to the river and found a place where they could meditate and pray. But they were not alone. Acts 16.13 says, And on the Sabbath day we went out of the city to the riverside, where prayer was customarily made. And we sat down and spoke to the women who met there. These women may also have been there for prayer. They were probably Jewish. Paul, ever ready to share the gospel with others, spoke to this group of women. Verse 14 tells us, Now a certain woman named Lydia heard us. She was a seller of purple cloth from the city of Thyatira, who worshipped God. The Lord opened her heart to hear the things spoken by Paul. She and her household were baptised. The Bible does not say whether it was on this particular Sabbath or another one, but on the way to prayer, probably at the riverside as before, there was a young slave girl who kept following Paul and his companions. She was possessed by an evil spirit and made lots of money in fortune-telling for her masters. As she followed Paul and his group, she kept shouting out, These men are servants of the Most High God who proclaim the way of salvation. Although what she shouted out was true, Paul felt so annoyed that he stopped and commanded the evil spirit that possessed her to come out of her. The spirit left her, and the girl could no longer tell fortunes. But the girl's masters, who were kind of like pimps who make money by employing girls as prostitutes, saw that their source of income had now dried up. The girl became normal. Then these charlatans grabbed Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to the authorities, where the magistrates held court. Then they complained to the magistrates, saying, in verse 20 and 21, These men, being Jews, exceedingly trouble our city, and they teach customs which are not lawful for us, being Romans, to receive or observe. There is no biblical record that Paul and Silas were given any opportunity to make a defence. Soon, large crowd came together. 
the magistrates ripped Paul and Silas's clothes off them and had them beaten with rods. When they were just about dead, they were thrown into prison. The jailer was commanded to keep them in maximum security, so their feet were locked in stocks and their arms were chained. That night, instead of cursing and swearing about the injustices forced upon them, the Bible records in verse 21, But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Now I'll read verses 26 to 32, and this is what it says. Suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were loosed. And the keeper of the prison, awaking from sleep and seeing the prison doors open, supposing the prisoners had fled, drew his sword and was about to kill himself. Now, before reading any further, I want to explain that back in those times, if any prisoner escaped from a Roman jail, the jailer was held responsible and would be executed. Well, what happened? Paul called out with a loud voice, saying, Do not harm yourself, for, for we are all here. And then the jailer called for a light, ran in, and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. And he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? So they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, you and all your household. Well, the jailer did accept Jesus as his saviour, and he and his household, after Paul had explained the good news of salvation to them, were baptised. I've skipped over a few of the details of this story, and you might like to read it for yourself in the Bible, in Acts chapter 16. My friends, this program is about chains. When a person is chained... He or she is imprisoned and does not have freedom to choose his or her own way. And I'd like to suggest that many people might not be confined or restricted by physical chains, but by chains of habit and psychological and spiritual things that bind them to doing what they don't really want to do. The slave girl, possessed by the evil spirit, was in chains to both her masters and the evil spirit who possessed her. She was not in control of her own actions. Her shouting out and fortune-telling was not normal for a young girl. The evil spirit had taken control over her mind and tongue. She was, metaphorically speaking, chained. 
The jailer in the story could also said to have been in chains. He was chained to his job, and by those he had to answer to. He was chained to the Roman pagan system of beliefs, prevalent at that time. But when the jailer learned that in Jesus he might be saved, he was freed. In the jail, although Paul and Silas were physically bound in chains, in their hearts and minds they were free. That is illustrated by the fact that although just a few hours before they'd received a terrible flogging, they were singing songs of praise to God in the prison. Earlier, Peter had also been imprisoned, but miraculously he was delivered by an angel of God. In his case, the chain securing him to the two soldiers fell off, and Peter walked out of the prison a free man. But I'd like to suggest to you that mentally, psychologically and spiritually, Peter was free before he was rescued. It was the Lord who provided the way of escape from the chains. There are many people in society, whether they know it or not, who are chained. Take, for example, smokers. Many smokers want to give up smoking, but they can't. Instead of controlling their smoking habit, their habit controls them. They are chained, and even more so if they're chained smokers. But that's only one example. Others are chained by eating junk food. Some are chained by drug addiction. Others are chained by pornography, gambling, unhealthy relationships, to pleasure, to idleness, dishonesty, and so on, and so on. We're going to have a little break before we go on. Would you be free from the burden of sin? There's power in the blood, power in the blood. Would you or evil a victory win? There's wonderful power in the blood. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. Would you be free from your passion and pride? There's power in the blood, power in the blood. Come for a cleansing to Calvary's tide. There's wonderful power in the blood. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb.
is power, power, wonder-working power In the precious blood of the Lamb There is power, power, wonder-working power In the blood, In the blood of, the Lamb. of the Lamb There is power, power, wonder-working power In the precious blood of the Lamb Just before the break, I was saying to you that lots of people in society are chained. Probably most of them don't really realise it. And I gave some examples. Some are chained by eating junk, junk food. There's drug addiction, alcoholism, pornography, gambling, and so on and so on. The real problem is that so many people in society are caught up in sin. Like the slave girl, they are controlled by their master, Satan. The Apostle Paul, writing about his own experience in Romans chapter 7, verses 17, 19 and 20, says, But now, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. For the good that I will to do, I do not do. But the evil I will not to do, that I practice. Now, if I do what I will not to do, it's no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. And after all this self-analysis, Paul wrote in verses 24 and 25, O wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? He's asking the question, who is going to free me from myself where I am chained to certain things? But the question had an answer, and here it is. He said, Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. You see, Jesus can free us from the chains that control us, just as he freed the Apostle Paul. Jesus himself announced to some of his listeners, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. If the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. Now perhaps you are somebody who realises that you are caught, chained, if you like, in sin. Maybe you have some sinful habits that you know are not right, but you cannot escape from those habits or situations no matter how hard you try. And if so, don't think that you are unique. You're not the only one. When we find ourselves impossibly enmeshed and entangled in sin, in order to escape, we have to turn to Jesus. You might have to say something like this, Lord, I've allowed myself to get into this mess. 
Please come into my life. Forgive me of what I've done wrong and free me from these chains that have held me for so long. Please, Lord. Well, with some people they get relief straight away. With others the struggle continues. But the most important thing is to keep asking God for help. Never give up. Now let me share with you a real-life situation. To protect the identity of the person in this true-life story, I'll call him James. No, he wasn't James Bond. He was James Bound. You see, James was a heavy smoker. He drove a garbage truck. And all day it was boring, stop, start, stop, start, practically all the time. His job was an encouragement to smoke. But he wanted to give up smoking. He knew smoking was bad for his health, and he knew his life would probably be severely shortened if he continued smoking. He prayed about it, and others prayed for him as well. He went to church, but wanted to be free of this habit that held him in its vice-like grip. And besides, he wanted to be baptised. But he was advised that it would be best for him to have given up smoking before baptism, in case any of the young people might be tempted to feel that if he was baptised as a smoker, they could do something similar. The battle to break the chain of smoking continued for several years. One day, I felt I should visit James and his family, so in the afternoon, I went to see them. James had some great news. He had stopped smoking for more than six months and was free of that undesirable habit. God had released him. Soon after that, James was baptised and now serves as a deacon in the church. Dear listeners, don't be discouraged. You might have been bound by sin or some practice for years. But I want to encourage you to keep trusting in God. Keep asking Him for help. And most of all, commit yourself to Him. As with James, Peter, Paul and Silas, it was the Lord who removed their chains and he can remove your chains too. If you feel that you would like someone to pray for you, contact the station or our producer, and we would be very happy to pray for you that the Lord will help you. You know, there's an old saying that says this, More things are wrought by prayer than this world dreams of. So, take the plunge, my friends. Ask for help, 
so that you too can be free of those chains that are holding you back. But that's all for today, my friends. So why don't you join me again next time for another Give Me the Bible look at God's Word. And until then, I wish you peace and joy and freedom from whatever is holding you down from the abundant life that you can have in Christ.